When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, uh, I was going to say good evening, but it's a bit early for that. I'm never usually on this early. Um, we're going to, it's the full-time red show on the LFC Day Trippers. We're going to look back at Liverpool against Burnley. I'm joined by Kev. Kev, how are you? I'm good, mate. Relax now. <laughs> yeah. And breathe. It's yeah, one of those. It's, it's one of those, isn't it? It's always one of those, isn't it? It's always, um, I think it's mythically more difficult than it, it usually is. You know, yeah. Burnley are... They have a way of playing. They have a style. Comes from their manager. You know, it's yeah. it is what it is, and you just know what to expect. But what we'll do, Kev, okay, we'll go back and we we'll look at the the lineups and see if it was what you expected. So Liverpool lined up um, strong. I think yeah. it it was in. It was interesting to see that the full team with the bench today, wasn't it? To see who's who's missing out because we had. Full house, really, for the first time in, Jesus, I don't know how long. I can't remember. Um, probably the beginning of the season, that's a... Yeah. It, I mean, I don't know if we've ever been as strong, you know, on a match day than we, we probably are today. Yeah. Um, and that's not hyperbole. That's a genuine... You're looking at all the players are back. You know, all the players are fit, relatively. And, yeah, just to get, get the game in was um, was nice. But everyone else can just throw us our comments in there. Let us know what just thought of the game as we go on. We'll throw a few up on the screen. But Kev, the lineup. So it's Allison in goal. It's Robbo, Virgil, Joel, and Trent at the back. Nabi Fabinho, Hendo in midfield, and Mane, Firmino, and Salah up top. Um very old school lineup that one, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. I mean, the only surprise was uh, Sadio. Um, for the, that was the biggest surprise for me. It was the midfield. I thought was that was what he would go with. Bearing in mind Thiago still coming back from injury, and you're managing minutes across the midfield and up front, really. So I was surprised to see Sadio playing. I genuinely was. I didn't expect him to come on, but apparently the rumor rumor had it that um, Jot picked up a dead leg yesterday in training, which meant that. It made sense. He, I don't think Diaz would have been thrown into that kind of a game in those conditions until he's probably until he's more hardened, more hardened to the league and more aware of the players that he's playing with. You know, so and you know, I think the rust showed a bit at times in a few of them. You know, there was no, we didn't join up the play very well, uh, but we weren't allowed to either. 
it was just one of those type of games where the ball's in the air an awful lot and you're not go- whenever you do get control in those kind of kind of conditions with the wind playing with the wind any kind of balls that you're playing in are going to go flying off towards Nick Pope unless they're inch perfect so it's just one of those and it is unfortunately you're going to hear that a lot today it is one of those yeah that you just you take your points you get out of dodge and be glad that no one got injured there's nobody that you're worried about coming off and you move on to Milan next for Wednesdays. But it is going to be game three or every three or four days. You're going to get, you'll always, your odds are you're never going to get the same lineup twice on the bounce. You know, there's certain positions that are going to be rigid and stay, but players will be rotated around that. So we'll just, I mean, I was happy with the lineup. I've got to be honest. I, I was happy with it. So if that's not enough to go against a side who's only had one win all season, then we've no business being in a race for the title. Yeah. Just so sure as we have. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it was a, a battle hardened lineup, I think. I know I agree with you about Luis Diaz getting put in and even Harvey Elliott. Um under the circumstances, probably in, in hindsight, wasn't the game for the, the two of those lads. Mm. Um, but something you touched on there, Kev, was the weather conditions. And look, it's easy to blame the weather. And when you lose a game, you can blame and people say it's excuses. But there was no benefit to that. Sometimes you'll say, oh, well, you have the wind or you're against it. There was no benefit today. It was it was just... Not for, our, not for our... Yeah, not for our type of game. For no. Burnley, there was. Oh, yeah, for, for them. For Burnley, there was. The way they play, especially in the first half. You can play those long balls into the wind with a bit of extra power, knowing that the ball is going to get held up. Yeah. And you can make that run from slightly deeper, knowing that it will get held up and you play to that. And that's their game. You know, and they, they know their ground inside out. They know what it's like when the weather's like that. We go there once a year. Yeah. You know, so, and it does take getting used to, and I don't care how good a player you are. It's it's not, Burnley is, Turf Moor is not your traditional modern day football ground where it can be howling a gale outside if you're at Anfield it can be windy as you like outside but the stands protect the playing yeah. surface so the ball travels travels through you know it's not like it was not, it's not like it is in an open in open ended grounds like yeah. it is different and it does take getting used to it doesn't did. It doesn't did. Um, Kieran B has a comment up there was it not a penalty on Salah we will come to that in a few minutes Um uh, Kieran Doyle says sad to see the drop off in Hendo should no longer be a starter we'll come on to hit that as well um, a lot of people saying about the penalty decision but the game starts anyway Kev yeah. we line up as we line up and Burnley in fairness line up in their 4-4-2 with two big giants up front yeah. it's it's as expected that's not a dig at them it sounds like a dig it's just how they play they play to their strengths yeah. and the you know we knew to me we with Burnley was that McNeil didn't start that was that was surprising yeah you know, because I, um they started I just with Aaron thinking. Lennon on the right, and I thought, yeah. "What was, was what, what was, was his thinking? What was his what, what do you think was his rationale behind that? Because Lennon didn't really do anything. He didn't offer them much defensive sort of cover that McNeil wouldn't do. I suppose you're going to have a natural right footer on the right hand side, and if you didn't want uh, McNeil cutting back into his left mm. onto his left foot and giving our back four time to set and push up, I can." That may be it, because when he came on, he came on on the left-hand side yeah. and he pushed Max Corney up front for a bit of pace. But I think if he was determined to stay on the front, to stay with that front too, he needed natural width on either side to be able to go outside and whip crosses 
across with their natural foot rather than check back. That's about the only thing I could I could put that down to. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Owen says, apart from the 10 and 15 minute spell in the first half, we control Born the I'm going to come on to that as well because yeah. I don't think there was any <laughs> 10 or 15 minute spell that Burnley were doing too much, but I take it on board. We were very sloppy. Megan says, big three points, get in the red men. And look, that's the most important thing today. Isn't is, it? Yeah. You, you go into a place like that and you're in the, the moment that we're in where really, we have our big lads back, confidence is flying and you know, you, you have to keep that momentum going. You have to keep your foot on the on the gas and push through. And look, it might be point the sky saying we're chasing down City, but every win does put pressure on, you know, and you have to, if we slip up at all, that relieves the pressure on City. Yeah. So we just have to keep doing our jobs and just going in and getting wins. And you go in there and, as you said, the weather plays havoc with things and... You just have to get the job done. But the game starts, Kev, and I thought we started off very poorly. And I'm going to highlight two players who I thought were absolutely dreadful. And it's not Jordan Henderson, although I am going to come on to him because there is a question to be had. I thought at the start, Trent and Matip, I thought, were absolutely horrific and couldn't find their passing range at all. Now, I know the conditions did play into that. But from players that you'd expect to see, you know, good at controlling and passing. It took them a while to settle into the rhythm yeah. of the game, didn't it? It did. Joel's got this thing with his passing, and I've said it on here a couple of times recently. He doesn't fizz balls. He's very deliberate about his passes, and he makes it sure it's on target to get to where it needs to get to. But there's no pace on it, you know. And Trent is was unusual for him, you know. But at the same time, he wasn't getting the help from runners around him, from people running away from the ball. Um, I thought Moa and Sadio, especially, instead of, they didn't check their runs and, and run the other way, make Peters go back with Salah that often. They, everyone kept coming to the ball, and you almost cre- they almost created bottlenecks in the middle of the park rather than stretching the play out wide. But like I said, it took a few, it took a, a bit of time to get them sorted out, but. They did sort it out eventually. You're never going to get the perfect 90 minutes, but there was things about that first half that were frustrating to watch because what they did, they did effectively. You know, they were able... Veghorst won most headers in the air, and when they decided to go long to him, there's certain things that you can do to set up to counteract that, one of them being Fabinho standing in front of whoever, wherever Veghorst is. And that didn't happen enough. And if you're not going to beat someone like him in the air, you win the second balls. And more often than not, we did. But when we didn't, the offside trap worked pretty well. Yeah. Um, I don't know where people watched it, if they were watching on a stream, but um, I was watching Michael Owen and Robbie Keane talking about um, Liverpool's high line and, you know, Burnley putting on this pressure. I never felt it, Kev, to be honest. The game is going on and, and Burnley are creating these chances and it's only because the flag isn't going up at the time that the chance is going on and if nothing comes of it, it gets played on. Is it a frustration for you that this thing happens when some of them are blatantly offside? Like, for example, there's a chance in the first half and Alisson has to come out and heads the ball and I think it's Carney runs into him. Yeah. And it's offside and everyone can see it's offside. Now, luckily, Alisson doesn't get creamed in that. But he could have been. 
Do you know what I mean? And is it? Yeah. Uh, we're, we're not we're not far away from somebody getting hurt from chasing yeah. down one of these instances. Look, I don't know about you. I didn't. I don't know if people in the chat might have watched it. I didn't watch any of the Club World Cup, but apparently they're trialing that new virtual offside, or oh, and it's yeah, a semi yeah. semi assisted offside technology that's going to be rolled out in full in the in the World Cup in Qatar. And I'd imagine leagues will be encouraged to take that up from after that, really. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. The problem with the offsides are they will, if you want the flags up early, they will miss goals because yeah. they'll second, they're, they're almost comfortable in what they're doing now, letting it go late. And when all the talk is, yeah, someone's going to get injured this season, no one's got injured this season. You know, and we've played however many games in the Premier League this season. And that's all you hear from commentators is, yeah, someone's going to get clattered. Someone's going to... They don't. Not really. You know, you might get the odd clash, but very rarely. And I'd rather them do it this way and allow for that. And it's mainly for the one, the second runner, the crosses, when something looks blatantly offside when they're not. And Yeah. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from as well. Where common sense tells you, look, you're about five yards offside there, mate. I'm putting my flag up. Yeah, Yeah. those ones you have to they have to pull up because it slows the game down. If anything, it just slows the game down. But anything that's within borderline, or even even if it's a yard, let it go because across the lines of the pitch, who knows if the groundsman is cutting the right lines? You don't know. But it's um, it's always going to be a contentious one. I agree a hundred percent with you on that, Kev. You know, it's it's not the the. I think it should always play on if there's any way, you know, a doubt or a possibility of a doubt. But when you see some of them and the linesman knows the as well. that's the, blatantly onside. Yeah, there was one in the second half with Corney, and he rounded Allison. Allison did really well, and if yeah. that was in no, normal general play and he was onside, it was brilliant goalkeeping. Yeah, but he was a couple of yards offside. Yeah. You know, so yeah. It's, it's a I, frustration. It's an annoyance yeah, more than anything else, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. I get that. I get that. Um, but they had again. They were talking about Burnley chances and Burnley pressure. But it's always caveated with Liverpool's high line. Liverpool's high line. Yeah, we're brilliant at the high line. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We are excellent at playing that high line, yeah. and we play it because we know chances will get. If we play it right, chances will get put back, and it's all about risk versus reward. So you know. It's the way we play, and it's it's. I think uh, when they introduced VAR, we went higher. Yeah, you know. Once we knew we could do that, once we knew yeah. there was a jail card, get out of jail free card. Yeah, today like, was yeah. actually one of those days that I thought, do you know what? And I don't. I would never say this often. You could have been a bit more cautious with it, you know, no, because I, of the I, conditions and the way that they were floating ball, those float floated balls in trying to find the ball over the top or the flick-ons, you have to be really careful with that. But in in, in that 45 minutes, I thought we managed it pretty well. They got in a couple of times, but they're going to. Yeah. You know, this is a new Burnley. This isn't the Burnley before January when they didn't have, when they had Chris Wood up front. Vekhorst is a very good player. And he's very good at what he does. And he could do it better than most. As, as, big, as big, tall strikers go, he might not be the best finisher in the world, but he gets chances and he creates chances for those around him. And Van Dyke couldn't get near him in the headers. 
You know, nobody could. So yeah, he causes to... trouble. He, he does yeah. cause trouble. And, you know, we've seen that before with him. And, mm. you know, it, it's one of them where, I don't know, it, it's not pretty. It's not pleasing on the eye, but no. it's effective. And it, it does what a team like Burnley need. And what they just need is just balls to drop in the box and then hope to nick. Nick something and, and mm. he just never to be honest to me they never looked like it but we had a big contentious issue in the first half Kev Mo Salah gets kicked in the box and breaks away to a Burnley chance is it a penalty for you? I'm going to have to watch the highlights back because unfortunately the venue that I was using to watch it decided to freeze about 30 seconds beforehand nah. so I'll take I'll ask, I'll ask you the same question what, what did you think because I haven't seen any highlights of it at all yeah, we'll throw it to the chat. What do you think, lads, in the chat? Do you think it's yeah. a penalty or it wasn't? To me, it catches him. It's as clear as clear as day. And I don't know if it's Mo's delayed fall. And when I say delayed fall, it wasn't a ridiculously delayed fall. Um, he, he, he skips past him. Weghorst um, just pulls his leg across and takes Salah's um, foot out. With, with VAR looking at it, I don't know. You don't know what rules they're looking at. And they're talking about this high bar stuff now where it has to be absolutely blatant. But it looked a penalty to me. Um, but it's one of them. You win some, you lose some. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't say it was a stonewall or it's one that I think we should have got. But If that's you know. the case, that's two and two because he should have had one in the last game when he was cleaned out. Yeah. And that, for the life of me, I cannot understand how that wasn't a pen. Okay, you know, just because he got a shot off, there's no consequence to the fact that it was a blatant, dirty foul. But I will watch the before tonight. I will watch high, proper highlights of yeah. today's game. I'll, yeah, you can ask me again later. No problem. No problem. There's just a few <laughs> of the lads in there that are saying Stonewaller. Uh, Emmett says free everywhere else on the pitch. So it's a pen. And that we, we had this discussion, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it's the age-old thing. It's it's a fucking penalty. It's if it's a foul, it's a foul. It shouldn't be any sort of um, any sort of influence on. Oh well, it's in the box and all. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, yeah, a lot of the lads in the chat seem to think that's a, a foul. The reclaimer says a foul is a foul, hard or soft, and that that's it. You know, that's, it's a foul I agree with you. I agree with they, that. They part. break. They break and go up to their end and nearly score one of their chances. Um, yeah, but. You know, the, the the half is ticking on. The conditions were atrocious. And look, you have to play the conditions. We know that. But you could see on a couple of the corners where Trent was taking them, the corner flag was nearly bleeding horizontal from yeah, the wind. I thought at one stage the corner flag was broken, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was, it was it, bending at 45 degrees. I think <laughs> it's the, yeah. I It looked like the little... Um, the pivot on the end of it was a bit flexible. I don't know. And yeah, I don't know if it was that windy, still. but you could see the ball even rolling when Trent was trying yeah. to place it. So you yeah. could tell sort of it was a, a bit of a pig of a day. But coming the the second out of the first half is rolling on and eventually we get the breakthrough. And the only goal of the game and it's from Fabinho. He's he's on a nice little little streak at the moment, isn't he? Five in five in all five in his last four games or something like that. Yeah it's good it's down, um, it was a nice corner. It was a lovely flick back into space because Sadio couldn't get anything on it. So yeah. he just put it into a space. And Fabinho timed his run and timed the knock on, you know, the second effort. He stayed on balance and finished it off. It was 
it was a really good corner because you can't put them into the middle of the box with Nick Pope in there because he will come and clear pretty much everything. So the corners have to be either they have to go deep or they have to come into the first third, one or the two. Yeah. So it was a good delivery, nice flick on, good goal. Yeah, and it was it, a- it, for me, it was against the run of play because we did nothing threatening going the other way. It was uh, we were we had the ball. But we did nothing with it. Mark Sadio had a chance not long before. Yeah, it was. The um, ball comes in and he smashes it at Pope. He smashes straight at Pope, but that was and it. it comes there was nothing back. else. But the, the goal is quite similar because, you know, it drops. Fabinho reacts to it, smashes it, hits off Pope. Yeah. Who, as a goalkeeper, he tends to get very lucky with these sort of, you know, it's, he's in the right place, I suppose, yeah, to, I suppose to make that's his positioning own look. As well. And that's he's, good. But. Yeah, he, uh, he he can't react to the the knockdown and and Fabinho yeah. follows in and it's it's actually a nice little goal for him, you know. It's it is, it's yeah. from another corner. I was at the Brentford game a few weeks ago and he gets one from a corner there. Um, it's it's more be. goals to Maria from a midfielder, whether you're yeah. the six, the eight, the ten, or whatever you are. But he's a big he's a big unit. He's six yeah. foot one and he's well capable in the air. You know, yeah. he, he and he's got a shot on him as well. And we doesn't take it. He, he had one in the going at towards the end of the first half where it was just a bad decision. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It was in the second half, the start of the second half where he, sh- he should have passed it out to Mo, but he didn't. He took a shot and it just kept going higher. But he sh- he's well capable of getting goals, especially from set pieces. If you've got your two big center backs at six foot four and six foot five. Having two, two or three other six footers in around the box, usually with one of them being Wood Henderson, um, Fabinho is another one. They they should get more, or they should at least get chances, you know. And I'm delighted for him because I thought he was he was good today again. Yeah, again, keep coming back to the conditions don't help, and and I thought he done what needed to be done. Before we went to the second half, Kev, um, Jordan Henderson picks up a, a yellow card around the half hour mark, and he he picks up a bit of a knock in, and it was from a poor touch. Yeah. Um, gets away from him, and he stretches to get it back, and takes out uh, Eric uh, Peters. It was Peters, it was. yeah, yeah, it was Peters, Peters jumped on his knee. Well, landed on his knee. And yeah, it's one of those innocuous ones that you think you just hope that. 20 minutes later, you haven't got a fluid build-up on your knee or something yeah. like that. You know, we'll he, know more later, but... He plays on. He plays mm. on the rest of the half. He's not, you know, let's be clear, he, yeah. I thought he was exceptionally poor today, Jordan Henderson. He, he puts in a lovely pass, uh, a lovely was, cross. That was on, I, I looking down here, that was on about the 19th minute, and it was an absolute brilliant cross. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and that was the only one he did in the in the game. Those so-called, you know, first time floaty cross. That wasn't a floaty cross. That was a no. whipped in with pace for a Sadio at the back post. And either Sadio didn't read it or he just couldn't get it, couldn't get on it. But it was a completely different game than your normal like you you watched the Milan game on Wednesday night, and it will be a completely different game. You know, there will be a game that's played in midfield. This wasn't a game that was played in midfield. And I don't think any of the two eights that played today covered themselves in any kind of uh, glory at all. So no. they did okay. We kept a lot of possession, but it was possession for the sake of it. And it was almost, in the second half, it was almost managing the game. Yeah. You know, managing the time and working the clock down. And that's okay as well. But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't either him or Naby's best game for that. 
I thought Nabby was okay. He wasn't great. He was he was okay. That's all you'd yeah, say. About that's what him. I mean. As you, said, was... as you said there, there was nothing spectacular. I thought Hendo was poor. And look, I'm one of Hendo's biggest mm. fans. I don't, you know, dig him out just to be trendy or anything like that. Or I think he's he's struggling a bit at the moment, you know, and it'll be interesting to see how the, the team develops, you know, because I think a lot of people, if you are to look at the ideal midfield you want to see starting on Wednesday night. Is Hendo winner for you? We'll come on to this in a few minutes, but no. would you have? So yeah, no, he's that, not. But he's that. not for the for different reasons. We'll and talk about it. We'll talk yeah, about it. We'll worry. definitely get onto it, but it's not we'll for his ability. But we go into the second half. I one nil up. The um the, the second half starts and Hendo comes out then uh, early on. What times he come out at? It's fifty something, I think. Um, 59 minutes or so just on the hour he comes yeah, out just, for, on the hour, yeah. just comes out for Thiago and I think when Thiago comes on we see what we were missing in that midfield it's the control yeah. it's the, the you know he dictates the tempo he dictates the play Emmett says it here um, Thiago changed the game well, his, uh, when he came on when he came on the first, Loisen, yeah, the, the first thing he did is took a ball down his chest and volleyed a pass into more yeah, in or in behind into the wind, you know, put a bit of top of bottom spin on it. So he sliced underneath. If you're, you know, and it was just a release of pressure, you know, and that's what he does. He releases pressure when he's when he's on the ball. But it was no coincidence that five minutes later, Veghorst went off, and Ashley Barnes came on, and then their threats just disappeared. Yeah. So it, it was a completely different game for Thiago. Thiago was it was easy an easier game for Thiago to come into because of the way Burnley had to play with Corney up front and with Ashley Barnes up front. Well, yeah, it's it's McNeil it comes through. on on the hour as well for Rodriguez, yeah. so they're losing Rodriguez, who's big and again another target runner, man, yeah. and Corney goes up there. Yeah, so um, they have to go through midfield that little bit more. Yeah, uh, and then to lose Veghorst, to lose Veghorst on top of that for Ashley Barnes, who, you know, he's he caused us trouble before. He caused yeah. a lot of teams trouble before, but he's not the player he was a few years ago. And you're right, the threat went out. But I thought we managed it well then. You know, I thought when Thiago came on, we we managed the game better. Yeah, um, he gives we, you that level of control, doesn't he? He does, he does. And, and what I found with him was... That every every time the ball was breaking in the in the Burnley half, he was getting onto it. You know, he wasn't he wasn't letting them settle on and he wasn't letting them rest with the ball. He was putting that bit of pressure. And look, it's a hard game to press to, in them conditions today. Yeah. But I thought he tried to do it. He gave us that bit more control, and I thought we we needed that. But look, the game goes on. Is there any other talking points in it? Um, not really. Not really. Um, it was one of those that I think. <sighs> There was one big chance uh, that uh, Salah and Jota were 2v1 against Ben Mee, and it was just a bad bad pass for Jota. To, and it gave Tarkowski that fraction of a second to get back. And I don't know if he got a foot on it, but he definitely stopped Jota from taking a shot. If that ball was fizzed in at a bit of pace, then Jota makes it two, and it's, it's a relaxed second half. Yeah, so, you know it's a relaxed last last ten minutes, but other than that, we managed it really well, and I don't think Allison had too much to do in the second half. 
you know, Bart coming out and clearing off his line and what have you, but or you know, just clearing in the box. He didn't have much to do. Yeah, no, it was it was relatively comfortable. So yeah. uh, as we said, uh, you take your three points, you get out of dodge, you get back to Liverpool. The confidence is gone, the momentum is gone. It's all looking good. It's all looking rosy. Um, hold on one second. My daughter is sitting. Can you hear the echo of the show? She's sitting at the door here. We're playing this on on our mom's phone. So <laughs> sending out a message to get rid of her. <laughs> Bribery usually works, man. Yeah. Um, but look, um, Wednesday night, we move on to Inter yeah. Milan. Um, a difficult game. It's going to be a hard yeah. one. But how do you see us lining up? Um, plenty of, there's, what is it, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, fly out Tuesday, training session Tuesday, play Wednesday. I wouldn't expect the back five to change. Uh, maybe Kanase comes in, but... Depend. I wouldn't actually. I wouldn't mind seeing Kanate come in for for Joel. Um, I think Thiago starts. Fabinho starts, and it wouldn't surprise me if he goes for fresh legs in an eight. Maybe uh, Chamberlain or someone else. Maybe even stick with Naby. I'd, He's got. He's going to have a decision to make on one of the one of the three central midfielder mid, midfield places. I think Jota starts ahead of probably ahead of Bobby, and more than likely, depending on how Sadio recovers, I'd imagine Sadio and Mo will start. You know, it's they've earned the shirts and it's theirs to lose. And they haven't done anything in today's performance, I don't think. And it's harsh to judge them off one performance since they've been back to say, yeah, you definitely deserve to lose it. But I think Jota will play through the middle. Uh, Emmett says, Canate in for Matip, Fab Thiago and Elliot or Jones for him. And that's sort of what we would do as well. Um, Elliot, Elliot would be a massive call. It'd be a big call, but I think trust, uh, trust. I think Klopp trusts him. Do you know what I mean? And I think yeah. Klopp will trust him to go in there and do it. And that's why I wouldn't be surprised. And the same with Jones. I think what he wants is Hendo's ball retention. It's it's not as good as it, as it was. His yeah. carrying of the ball isn't as good. And I think the youth, the young lads might be the option, you know, to go. Ox, and, Ox could be a shout, all right, but... I think more on one. the left-hand side or on the right-hand side... It, it, the thing is, it, it wouldn't matter who he played there because I don't think Elliot is going to be up to match match sharpness yet. You know, he's yeah. had a couple of sub appearances after a long layoff. Yeah. He's going to have to build up his match fitness and strength. I think the Norwich game at the weekend. I think we'll play Norwich the following at the weekend after Milan. Yeah, I think that would be the one for him to target to start. Maybe Elliot comes off the bench in Milan. I mean. The big miss for Milan is Barella's out for the two legs. He's key to their midfield. Yeah. They have a good side, but they've they, and they've an experienced side with the likes of Perisic as well. You know, Jekyll up front is, you know, drink, drinking from the fountain, the fountain of youth. That man. Oh, I think he's one of the best forwards in Europe in the last twenty yeah. years. I think he's one of the most underrated. So underrated. I think yeah, he's so absolutely underrated. brilliant. Proved he can Steve, play with anyone, any yeah. style. You know, however you want to play, he can do it. Yeah. Um, Handanovic will probably be in goal from yeah, Skriniar at the, the back. They're a the good side. Um, 
Top of the Serie A as well, I think. Yeah, um, oh, I Darn think we end. should have enough to beat them. You know, we should have enough to beat should them. Should have enough. It's it's just you're into knockout football now. Yeah. You know, home and away. There's no away goals, but at the same time, if you can put a marker down in the away legs, it makes a home leg that bit easier. You know, so yeah, we'd want to be. I don't know if they're playing tonight. Um, I haven't seen it. So Inter, they yeah. were on last night. They were on last Napoli. night. Of- yeah, they played Napoli. They drew one all, I think. Is it? Yeah, I think they were one 0 down, and they might have got. Like, someone correct me if I'm wrong. I think they played. I'll check now. Um, Italy, Italy, Italy. Yeah, they drew one all with Napoli. Emmett saying uh, there they went full strength against Napoli. Uh, yeah, they have to. You know, they're they're going for a Serie A title, and it would. It's it's a close it's a close run thing with at the top of Serie A between them AC Milan. Napoli are in in and around there as well. So Milan are top. Inter are second, but they've a game in hand. They're only a point behind, and Napoli yeah. are third, a point behind Inter. Yeah. And then there's a eight point gap between them and Juve in fourth. So yeah, it's it's yeah, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a it's a proper title race. Yeah, you know, and that will that'll go down to the wire. So they're they're. I wouldn't say their eyes are going to be firmly fixed on the league, but. Italian sides don't tend to do well in knockout competition in Champions League and so much, you know, even into Europa League. They come out of the groups, they might go through the last 16 into the last day, but that tends to be the end of them. They're not as, they're not the all powerful Serie A that we grew up with. Yeah. You know, they're good, but they're not, they're not at the top table. No. Not for me. They're certainly not. And we saw with Milan. Um, in the groups, nothing to fear in them, and they're yeah. neck and neck with them, you know. So I'm not saying you judge one off the other, but if it's an indicator of the the strength, maybe of Serie A, it's probably yeah. not as high as it has been in, in years gone by. And you're right, they they haven't been producing there. Um, so for the did we pick a team there? I do, I reckon that I do, I think he'll play Canate. I think Jota will play up top. Yeah, I don't know who he'll go for as a third midfielder. Yeah. Uh, but I I think Fabinho and Thiago look to for me anyway to be the two best central midfielders that we have on form at the minute. Yeah. I think Jones um, will be the third one in. I think he'll go. Well, he's got a complete rest today. He wasn't in the match day squad at all. And he put a tweet out before kickoff, come on, Redmond. So he's not a case of he's unhappy about it. I yeah. think they all know now that look, you're gonna have weeks where you're not involved in the match day squad, have a day off. Take the misses out, you know. It's Valentine's weekend. Do yeah. you know? Just in, have a break from football. Have a mini break. You know, you're you don't play for a week. Yeah, and it's nice to be have the, the luxury of being able to do exactly. that and collect three points. The games will come taken fast. There'll be plenty yeah. of options for player, and especially for the likes of Curtis Jones, who is in around the first eleven. You know, he's yeah. where people don't like that. He's getting minutes. He gets game time. He has to trust the open clock, and that's good enough for me. So uh, we we'll leave it there, Kev. Um, we'll be back on later. Myself and yourself will be on, and Gav. Yeah. I don't know who else is on tonight. I think Sean is a bit under the weather, so I don't think it'll be himself. But we'll we'll see. There'll definitely be somebody is in it? there. Yeah, someone will turn. Someone will bound to turn up. If anyone in the chat has any idea what the women's score was today, I'd appreciate oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. I know Chris uh, was at know, the game. Yeah, he? Chris was at the game today, so uh, don't know how that went. I think it was nil all a half time. The last yeah. we've seen, they were a bit sluggish. But and we got Super Bowl tonight. So Super Bowl tonight. Yeah, we'll be standing long up night for ahead. That. 
Yeah, indeed. I got to be up in the morning. So as oh, much as yeah. I, as much as I want to, I think I probably last about an hour. I think yeah. about one o'clock. I think will be about my limit. They're three nil win. Three nil win. win. Nice. Massive. Yeah, happy that is Good massive. Result, That's yeah. really big. That's really big. Fair play. Delighted Brilliant with that. News. Chris will be buzzing uh, off that. Chris now. will be chuffed. Yeah, exactly. Um, but look, that's a good result for them. Yeah. Um, but look, we might touch on it again later. So yeah, look, we leave it there. Failicon, you see the name up in the corner there. I'm sure you're all aware of the what Failicon is now. It's our charity partner. We're looking to to promote as much as we can and raise as much funds um, for uh, this charity. It's for people who have suffered bereavement during or just after pregnancy. It's something that hits the home of a lot of people. And the description will be in the, sh- uh, the information will be in the show description and on our website. Get in and have a look, share, donate, do whatever you can, help us out on that. And we know everyone does all the time. So we, we'd expect that we should smash our target and, because of the generosity of people in the chat spreading and donating, and that's all we can ask with that. So, look, yeah. uh, thanks very much for that. And, look, we'll leave it there. We will talk again later on. Um, we'll go more in-depth into the match. Chris, uh, Kev can go and have a look at that blatant oh, penalty. I definitely want to see that. That blatant penalty. But, uh, look, we'll <laughs> leave it there. At least it wasn't a decider. That's well, that's it, exactly. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing worse, you know. But you can have a little moan and a little laugh about it when it's not. You know, it'd be mm. different if it was. But we will leave it there and we'll come back to you all again later. So we'll talk soon. Take care. See you. Sports Social Podcast Network.